0: Got a few things. This is a celebration service. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Celebrating victories. Who's had victories this week? Who's had testimonies this week? Got a few things I want to celebrate yesterday. Do we have any of those pictures? Give me a thumbs up. Tony, back. Do we got any of those pictures? Amen. Yesterday, we did our Celebrate Lufkin. We do a, a monthly outreach Called Celebrate Lufkin. And go back to the other picture. It was amazing. How many people did we have? Over 30 or so there? About so, about 30 people, which, you know, we've had a lot bigger outreaches, but you got to consider it was pouring down rain yesterday. I mean, it was like a monsoon. It was insane. It's pretty amazing. You know, the Bible actually says this read you a verse. Hallelujah. Me find it. (laughs) Oh, man. I have so much stuff in my spirit that you should see my notes right now. It's absolutely insane. I want you, just say this, I'll look it up. Money, say money, money. solves all things. Solves all. Did you know that that's actually a verse in the Bible? Money solves all Things. Let's look. That I had it. It's somewhere in this uh, ridiculous arrangement of notes. It's Ecclesiastes ten nineteen. Turn your Bible there. Ecclesiastes ten nineteen. Hallelujah. Read it to you in a couple translations. It says, in King James, it says, A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Money answers all things. Look at the Amplified version. You know, that that, that causes a problem with, with the religious world that wants you to believe Christians are meant to be poor, right? Right? That somehow you bring glory to God. And in fact, the World Economic Forum, they got together. They got together with some of the leaders of the church, and they told them, there's a few things we don't want you preaching on. Number one, they, one of those, there was three things. One of those three things was healing. Say healing. Why? Why would these globalists come together and tell these church leaders, go back in your churches and stop preaching on divine healing? Why would they? Why would they? Why would they tell them that? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because they had an antichrist agenda in what, 2020 through 2021, 2022, and they had a plan to destroy America, but their plan failed. Hallelujah. Why did their plan fail? And I believe their plan failed because there's too many Holy Ghost-filled Christians in the United States of America that stood on the Word of God and said, no, he was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. And the Bible says that no plague will come near my dwelling. Though a 1,000 fall at my side and 10,000 die around me, these evils will not touch me. They had a problem when they began to try to shove this down people's throats. And then a few Christians, a lot of them caved and folded like lawn chairs, but a few Christians stood up and said, hey, hold on a second. We're not bowing to this fear, and we're not bowing to this ridiculousness. Can you say amen?" amen? And so they realized, man, if we are going to accomplish our demonic agenda in the United States of America, we've got to get that doctrine out of the hands of the people, we've got to teach them that divine healing's not for today. That you know, it's just a part of life that you need to walk around and and fear, fear man-made plagues and diseases. You know, it's ridiculous, ninety-nine point eight percent recovery rate. the Bible says, "Do not fear the disease that stalks in the night." Why don't? It's in Psalms ninety-one. Check that out. If you have your Bible, maybe you've never heard this before. Psalms ninety-one. It says, Psalms 91, verse 3, he'll rescue you from every trap. He will protect you from deadly disease. Wow, protection. Say protection from deadly disease. Do you know the Bible promises you protection from deadly disease? Now, do you believe it or not? I don't know. That's, that's up to you. But the Bible teaches protection from deadly disease. Well, you know, that's talking about heaven. What are you talking about? There's no deadly disease in heaven. There's this man of God that wrote this song called, I've never heard of a heavenly flu. Have you? Have you? I've never heard of a heavenly flu. Have you? Have you? That's not talking about heaven. That's talking about earth. Amen. (laughs) Protect you from deadly disease. He'll cover you with his feathers. He'll shelter you in his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. You can stand on the word of God. Hallelujah. You can stand. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, holding up the shield of faith with which we quench every fiery dart of the evil one, of the wicked one. Say every fiery dart. Man, I'm telling you, we got testimonies. We're going to share it in a minute. It's amazing. It says, do not be afraid of the terrors of the night. Say, I don't have to be afraid. You don't understand what they're planning against the United States of America and how they have this, these globalists have this agenda to cripple our nation and do all this stuff. I don't care. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. We're not afraid. Do not fear the terrors of the night. They're the arrows that fly by the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in the darkness. Don't fear the disease. Say, don't fear the disease. Why don't you have to fear? Why, why can you live not fearing the disease? Because Jesus gave us victory over all diseases. Are you with me? Now, some of you may say, well, Brother John, if that's true, how come I've experienced this in my life? How come I've experienced that in my life? Listen, I'm telling you, this is what the Word of God says. Don't judge. Don't, don't try to put the word, the, the, the word of God. Don't try to force it through the lens of your experience. Believe this is what the word of God says, so I'm going to build up my faith so I can have what God says in his word. Don't fear it. Do not dread the disaster that strikes at midday. Why is that? Because though a thousand fall at your side and 10,000 are dying around you, these evils, what did he say? They'll come on you and you'll just, that's just part of it. They'll come on you and the Lord will give you comfort, amen, to walk through it. These evils, Will not touch you. Why won't they touch you? Because you're in covenant with the most high God. The blood of Jesus separates you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, and so they have this agenda. They told you stop preaching on divine healing. Why? Because they have, the Bible talks about, Revelation 13 lays it out. Turn your Bibles there. And Revelation chapter 13, and I promise this is going to tie together. Verse 16, speaking of the Antichrist, now I'll just keep you up to date here. The church will not be here during this time. Can you say amen? Amen. The Bible teaches what's known as the catching away of the saints, the rapture of the church, and, and I'm, I'm, don't listen to that goofy stuff that you know Christians get into theological debates. Well, you believe in the pre-trib rapture, the mid-trib rapture, the post-trib rapture. I'm going to tell you right now that there's only one doctrine the Bible teaches, and that's the church is caught away before judgment comes to the earth. I tell you several reasons why. Because if you believe in a mid-tribulation rapture or a you know, we're going to have to be here on the earth and the Antichrist is going to come. We're going to have to live through that jump. You're going to have to forfeit the doctrine of authority. Jesus said in Luke ten 19, I've given you authority over what? All. Say all. all. The power of the devil. Not some of the power, all of the power. I'll build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. So at what point will God come and say, actually, I'm going to strip my church, my bride, my body of its power and subject the bride of Christ to this antichrist spirit? It's not going to happen. God's not going to strip his bride of her power and authority to allow her to get drugged through the mud for the first three and a half years of the antichrist's reign. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. So because we have authority over the devil, I'm going to tell you, that's why it fails. Why did their plan for America fail in 2020? Because the church is still here. Because the church refuses to compromise and says, you know what? We're not going to stop pushing. We're not going to stop standing. We're not going to stop praying. And that spirit cannot carry out its plan and its purpose and its agenda in the earth. The other thing that you need to understand is that in in the tribulation period, Maybe I'm talking over your head. I hope not. We're going to have something started very soon at this church to catch you up if you're new, plugging in here, to help you understand some of these foundational things. But during the tribulation period, it's not only going to be a period where this man, this antichrist, rules as a one-world globalist dictator. It will be a period of judgment being poured out on the earth. You know, that we're in a dispensation, although there is judgment of harvest, right, right? Whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap. You can actually step into different judgment of God in your life, but it's not because God's pouring out his wrath, the bowls of wrath on your life. It's because simply we reap what we sow. We sow destruction, we reap destruction. And in the government of God, it's, it's, it's a law in the spiritual realm. Are you with me? But in the, in the, in the seven-year tribulation, we'll enter into a different time where God will actually begin to pour out judgments on the earth. Several places it says that literally one-third of the world's population will be destroyed. Famines, plagues, earthquakes, supernatural invasions, oceans turning to blood. I mean, supernatural. And here's this thing you need to understand. God never judges the wicked alongside the righteous. Whenever the Lord needed to destroy the human race because the bloodline had got corrupted back in Genesis and Noah's day, did God destroy Noah along with the rest of the people? No, he didn't because it says that he found that there was only one righteous in that generation. It was Noah and his family. So what happened? God created an ark. God created an ark and preserved the righteous from the judgment and the destruction of the wicked. Are you with me? Whenever God, with Abraham, was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, Did he destroy Abraham's nephew, Lot, along with Sodom and Gomorrah? No, he escorted him out of the city first, and then, it says, he rained down sulfur, fire and sulfur, and destroyed the city. God always preserves the righteous. Amen. So you don't understand. God would not allow his church, his pure church, the body of Christ, to be left on the earth for the judgment that is coming. So, but... Look at Revelation 13. This shows you during this time, we'll be gone. Say, I'll be gone. But it shows you what will be happening on the earth. There will be this man known as the Antichrist. And it says in verse 16, he will require everyone. Say, require everyone. Small and great, rich or poor, free and slave. How can you require everyone of something? I know if you've gone to this church, you've heard this, but there's some new people here. How can you require? If China makes a requirement, does it affect me in America? Chinese say, you know what? We're going to put taxes up to 85% in our nation. Do I have to start paying 85%? No, because I'm not Chinese. Amen. I'm an American. I live in America. Under their laws, under their government. Are you with me? And so in order for the Antichrist to require something of everyone, what does that tell you? It's all got to come underneath one person. Globalism. United Nations bringing all the world under one, one man, one power, one ruler. Guys, unless your head's been buried in the sand, do you see what's been happening in the world right now? You think that the, the, the left, and guys, I'm not like, oh, Republic, there's Christians that are still, they think that a, a, a Republican wave is what's going to save this nation. It, it's not. Most of the Republicans, they're just as corrupt as the other ones. They're just running off the backs of people. They, they're just getting their vote. They don't even care, right? They don't care if. They, there's some that are good. There's some that are good. But, you know, when you see that, do you really think that the left cares about guns that much? Like, you really think that they just care so much that a citizen has the right to bear arms? You really think that they just can't sleep at night because we have the right to bear arms? No, they don't care that much. But yet, why is there such an attack on it? Because it's it trying to undo the American Constitution. In order for us to America to come underneath this power, there's one thing that some anointed men got together under the anointing of the Holy Ghost a few hundred years ago and, and established this nation as one nation under God, and it preserves this nation. It's kept this nation. That's a, it's a spiritual document if you ever read that. Are you guys with me? And so any attack that you see on our rights, it's actually an unraveling of the American Constitution because the devil understands America is set up in a way where he cannot take our rights. In fact, we learned that very, very quickly. There was churches, they folded. We never closed during COVID. In fact, I had the city call me. Not only did we not close, in March, in the heat of this thing, in the 15 days, the slow the spread, we started having revival meetings. Guys, it, it rose up inside of me. I remember I was in Lufkin driving around, and I someone called me. I heard it on the radio that they were shutting down everything. And all of a sudden, my mind started thinking, wait, what? I was going to Walmart, Lowe's, and Home Depot that day, and I thought, Home Depot's going to be closed, Lowe's is going to be closed, Walmart's going to be closed, oh my gosh, this is going to be, what is this going to be like? Then I quickly found out, oh wait, no, none of those places are closing because they're essential, just the church needs to shut down. Are you kidding me? It didn't take me six months to get on the bandwagon. The second that I heard that, I said, this is from hell. This is a lie. This is absolutely ridiculous. You know how many hundreds of people go through Walmart every single day? How many people touch a can and put it back and rub elbows? You mean to tell me that I'm more of a, at risk of spreading a virus than that place? That's absolutely absurd. It's stupid. It's not even scientific. And it's against the word of God. Because the Bible says, do not forsake assembling yourselves together, especially as the end draws near. So number one, the Bible commands us to meet together. There is no blueprint in the early church. There's no blueprint in the Bible of Christians getting together virtually. Well, how many of you know you don't have to go to church to be a Christian? You're, I'm sorry, listen, either you're ignorant or you're dumb. All right. Ignorant just means you don't know. It doesn't mean you're dumb. Or if you do know, you're you're letting your flesh deceive you. You're making excuses. Why don't you just be honest? Why don't people just be honest? I don't want, I, I'm not going to try to twist the word of God to make it say something it doesn't say. Let's just be honest. I don't want to go to church. Why don't you want to go to church? Well, because I stayed up too late watching Netflix the night before. Well, because I'm a carnal being and all I do is live to, to appease my carnal nature. And my carnal nature is opposing, to. it never wants to please God. And so therefore I'm going to try to twist this word to justify carnality in my life there is no blueprint in the bible you know where a christian is considers themselves a part of the body of christ where there's not a gathering together of the saints do you know the word church jesus said i'll build my church that is the word ekklesia in the greek you know what the word ekklesia means literally the definition means to come out of your home and gather in public assembly that's what the word ecclesia literally means in the Greek. Well, how many of you know you don't have to go to church to be a Christian? I'll build my church. What is the church? It means to come out of your home and gather together in public assembly. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Stop dancing around it. There is no Christianity. Well, we'll just watch online. Guys, Online's meant to, we reach people in Pakistan and in India. There's people that, they don't have churches that stayed open. I used to hear people say that. Well, you know, Brother John, I just really don't go anywhere right now because there's no churches where I'm at. I heard people say that in 2019, and I thought, you're a lying dog. There's no way. You're just making excuses. You just don't want to go to church. Come on. Don't lie. Just say, I just don't want to go to church. But after 2020 happened, I saw that it was true. There is entire communities where not one place stood on the word of God. Where not one person stood and shepherded the people. You guys understand, we're connected with Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. He's the only American pastor in the last hundreds of years that has got arrested for having church in their own building. That's a man I'll follow. And you know that it actually opened everything up in the United States? Everything was closed down, and all it took was one man to make a stand. Everything in the nation, if you look back, was closed down. Everything. Everything. And it took one man, he decided, I'm not going to close. And he's not a little church, which we're not going to be a little church for long in Jesus' name. Thousands of people, right? But then when you start getting to the thousands, you hear the leader say, well, we have to use wisdom, amen. There is no wisdom higher than the word of God. If your wisdom is opposing to the word of God and you choose your wisdom over the word of God, you're actually prideful. You're saying, I'm more wise than the most wise. I'm more high than the most high. I have, uh, I have formulated a way that is more superior than the way that he's instructed in his word. That is pride and that's arrogance. True humility is submitting to the word of God and saying, Lord, your ways are higher than my ways. You are right. You do everything right. You do everything perfect. And if there's a problem with me in this, the the problem's with me. The problem's not with you or your word. But he stood and he got arrested. And you know what happened when he got arrested? Ron DeSantis in Florida heard about the pastor that got arrested. The next day held a press conference and, and declared church essential. And guess what happened in Florida? It opened up. Boom. And guess what happened after Florida opened up? Texas followed after Florida. Other states. All it took was one man to open up an entire country. Are you with me? Are you with me? He will require everyone. Small and great, rich or poor, free and slave. So you see this shift towards this one world power. That's how I got on that little rant, that little rabbit trail. There's a push towards one world power. The Constitution has to go away in order for us to come underneath this globalist agenda. Do you understand that? That's why we must stand for our rights in this country. You have a duty. It's not just like a luxury. Well, maybe I should. You have a duty as a believer to stand at all costs. This nation's been built on strong men that stood You know, it makes me, my generation, oh man, I don't want to be this type of preacher, but I'm being honest, it makes me sick sometimes. Masculinity is gone. Not for long in Jesus' name, because God's raising up a new generation of young people, of men of God. But you hear about the beaches of Normandy. You know, these young men, they pulled up. And the average life expectancy of someone getting out of the, the carriers that day, Brother Sam could tell me more, better than anyone. It was like four seconds. They knew. Yeah. These gates are about to drop, and I have like a 99.9% chance of death. Yeah. And they went. Yeah. Why did they go? Because it was their duty to go. Yeah. Hallelujah. It was their duty. And that was the plan. If we just keep going and going and going, we're willing to lay our life down because eventually they can't stop the flood. And now you got people that they get a mean Facebook post. Oh, you better stop. People don't like what you're saying on Facebook. Who cares? We live in a time where everything's amplified. People have always hated the truth, but now it's on a platform where everybody can see everybody's opinion. It wasn't possible 20 years ago. When people hated you, they hated you in secret 20 years ago. Now they all come, every devil of hell comes out to get on Facebook and let me just tell you what I think. Who cares what you think? Who cares what I think? The word of God is the truth. Are you with me? You got to stop. You know, oh my gosh, I'm going to do a video. I talked about, be, don't be a loser. Go to, be, come to church. People got so mad. How can you say people are being losers? I'm like, I'm sorry. I grew up with a strong father in my home. Are you with me? Where sometimes, guess you know, it's just different. Like sometimes, how about this reality? How about sometimes acknowledging maybe I'm a loser? (laughs) And then I can change once I acknowledge it. You know, instead of being offended and walking around and my feelings are hurt all the time, what if I just smelt the roses and said something's got to change? You know, it's like my dad. It's, I, can't, if I would have been 25 and had a bunch of kids and stuff, I wasn't taking care of. I'm not trying to shame anybody. My dad would not have came to me and said, "Son, I'm just proud of you because of who you are." But you need to make a little adjustment here. My dad would say, "Put your big boy pants on. You're a loser." Buckle up. What are you doing? Christians get so offended over that. Maybe wake up. Are you being a spiritual loser? You know, it's the reality. There's people, Jesus said, will stand before him and he'll say, I never even knew who you were. I never knew you. He said in Matthew 7, only those who do the will of my Father will enter into the kingdom of heaven. You read the seven letters of the seven churches in Revelation. Did he say, well, I just love all of you, and, you know, I see what you're doing, and guess what? No matter what you do, I'm proud of you. No, he said, you're not hot. You're not cold. You're lukewarm. I'll vomit you out of my mouth. You used to love me, but now you don't love me. Go back to your first love. Do the works you did in the beginning. Come on, persevere. Come on, walk in the victory. He said these things sometimes you need to acknowledge. I I don't understand why I live on this earth for 40 years. Failure after failure after failure after failure after. That's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing multiple, multiple times and expecting a different result. Say, I'm 50, I'm 60, I'm 40, I'm 25, I'm 30, whatever it is. And every decision that I've ever made has led me right here. Instead of me getting offended, why don't I smell the roses and say, you know what, maybe it's time for me to make some different decisions in my life. Are y'all with me? Hallelujah. He'll require everyone, small or great, rich or poor, free or slave, to be given a mark on their right hand. Say a mark mark. On their right hand or on their forehead. I wish I had the video queued up. We'll get there. But you can watch videos now of people going into stores. They don't even have a uh, cash. You know, Amazon just released a store where it, there's no cashier in the entire store. There's no, you can't even pay with cash. You walk in, and when you walk in, there's like a gate, an electronic gate. And when you walk up to it, it scans your phone, and it, And it logs you in to your Amazon account. Once you're logged in, it opens it. You go in. You get whatever you want. And then whenever you leave, you don't have to check out. You don't have to talk to anybody. You just walk back through that gate. And when you walk back through that gate, every item that you have in your hand, it just charges it to your Amazon account immediately. That's happening right now. I mean, you're like, hey, that's kind of cool, you know, a little bit. Hey, we can, use it. we can use it for our benefit. But my point is you actually see the infrastructure happening right now. Something the Bible prophesied thousands of years ago, we're in a generation right now where we're seeing these things for the first time in history unraveled before our very eyes. You know, the Bible says that when Jesus comes down, that all of the earth will see him. The nations of the earth will see him, physically see him. You know, a couple hundred years ago, a hundred years ago, that was impossible. Because guess what? The further you, you're going to get far away, enough away from something, and it's going to disappear. Are you with me? If Jesus comes down, the Bible is very specific. When Jesus returns, it tells us exactly where he's coming back. His foot will touch ground on the Mount of Olives. And it says it'll split outside of Jerusalem. We know exact, the exact location that Jesus will return. If I'm in Japan, can I see the Mount of Olives? No. Oh, you got the video? Throw the video up. Is anybody getting anything out of this this morning? Is it April Fool's Day? Oh, no, you actually got it. Okay.
1: go app to enter then put away your phone and start shopping it's really that simple take whatever you like anything you pick up is automatically added to your virtual car.
0: we're totally getting kicked off YouTube, it's alright call it Antichrist technology. The next scenes the devil with a pitchfork I'm Satan and I endorse this message (laughs) do you have a video of a let me know if you can find one and I'll keep going for a minute of the chip of, of them don't don't play a long one though hallelujah you'd be given a mark on your right hand or on your forehead No one can buy or sell anything without that mark, which is either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. And so you see that everything has to come underneath this one world power. You got it? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You guys get the picture, right? Amen. And so the Bible says not only will this man come, the Antichrist, will he come, and and this is the world. You see one world power. He'll require everyone. So what else do you need? Not only do you need a, a, a structure of a global leadership, but you also need military power. How can you enforce without power? So you see a folding of the military. You see everything moving into one world alliance. I mean, you see all this stuff happening right before your very eyes. And the Bible says not only will the Antichrist come, but in 1 John it actually says that spirit is at work right now. That spirit is already here. It's already amongst you. Are you with me? So here's, here's kind of my point. Although we will be gone, if you're a believer, you won't be here during this time. You see the stage being set right now. You've seen it throughout history where the Antichrist, he's trying to put the pieces into place the second that the church is gone. Boom, this can come into full fruition. The second coming of Christ. Oh, that's what I was going to get at. Is, is the Bible says that the whole earth world will see Christ. When he ascends, he'll touch ground on the Mount of Olives. Even 100 years ago, that was impossible. If you're in Japan, you can't see in Israel. Are you with me? But what's developed in the last 100 years? Satellite television. Where an event could actually take place and be broadcasted all over the entire earth for the entire earth to be able to see what's happening at one place in the entire earth. We're living in the last days. We're living in the last moment of time. And that's why I'm trying to get this urgency in you. Man, not only do you need to get right with God, we're not just trying to pastor and and, and build a church of a bunch of people that just live like heathens and they barely slide into heaven. Jesus said, occupy until I come. He said, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. A victorious church. Say victorious church. Hallelujah. And so you see, the Bible actually says that this man of lawlessness, this antichrist, he cannot come into power until the restrainer is removed. Who's the restrainer? Say we are, the church. So you see why the plan failed? They don't understand. By, it's so clear. It's, uh, it, it's right here in the word of God, black and white and red. But yet the, the World Economic Forum get together, start telling preachers, stop preaching on healing. Why? Because we had a plan for America. But a couple of those pesky little preachers got faith in the people, and guess what? It foiled the plan. You know the other thing that they told them to not preach about? Prosperity. Stop preaching prosperity to the people. I had an old Bible college professor that said, You can pretty much determine what the will of the Lord is by figuring out what the devil wants and doing the opposite. The devil doesn't want us to talk about healing. Guess what we need to preach on? Healing, 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 healing. Guys, I'm going to tell you, you've got to get this in your spirit. Even if you've came to this church, you're like, oh, man, Brother John, why do you just talk about healing all the time? I mean, don't we understand that? Do You understand that they failed in 2020, but you know what they're going to do? They're going to regroup and come back again. And I'm gonna, I have a feeling that the next time that they come back, it's not going to be with something that has a 99.8% survival rate. Are you with me? And there's only one thing. There's only one power in heaven and on earth that will be able to allow us to live in victory. And it's the blood of Jesus. And it's the promises of God. Are you with me? Come on, are you with me? You've got to get it into your spirit. People aren't ready for what's coming. And I don't say that to scare you. I don't say that to frighten you. I'm telling you, get the word of God in you, and you can float above any storm. Hallelujah. You can live immune. Though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand are dying around you, these evils won't touch you. They won't touch your family. They won't touch your children. They can create a virus where now it's not attacking old people. It's attacking babies. What do you think Christians would do if it was no longer the old people? It was the infants that were trying to drop dead. It was the infants that they're throwing on the news. Guess what? The churches would shut down. The Christians would run down the street. They'd lock themselves in their homes. But guys, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand die around you, these evils will not touch you. It won't touch your children. It won't touch your home. No plague will come nigh thy dwelling, the word of God declares. And you've got to get it in your spirit where you begin to believe it, you begin to confess it, and you're willing to stand for it. Come on, somebody. It's one thing to say we believe. I don't understand that. Psalms, we're just declaring, our pastoral team's declaring Psalms 91 over the people today. Yeah, okay, why you're double, maxed, double masked, double vaxxed, and your church has been shut down for three and a half months. It's one thing to say this, and it's another thing to believe this. And faith doesn't just work by just saying magic words. You have to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. And from the overflow of your heart, the mouth speaks. Say, Jehovah Rapha. I believe that God is my healer. I believe that Jesus isn't trying to get me healed. By his stripes, I was healed. That means that when he was tied to that whipping post and beaten, And he took lashes that my sickness, infirmity, and disease was placed on him. And through his feebleness, he was beaten. He was whipped so that I could be whole. God took the infirmity and put it on his physical body so that he could take healing and put it on my physical body. You've got to believe it. Are you with me? And the other thing they said was prosperity, as I already said. Stop preaching on prosperity. Why? Because that taught... when you possess prosperity, you come out from underneath the hand of the devil. The devil can't do anything with a bunch of people that can't, he can't control. That's why, I, and I'm not shaming you, you know, that's between you and the Lord. But during that time of COVID, the, even the government offered loans, not even loans, offered free money to churches and stuff that we're going to give you all this money and you know what, to help you pay your, your payroll for the next six months. We never took a dime of it because there is a system in place that's trying to get the people dependent on the government. Are you guys with me? I'm going to tell you, government insurance is from hell. Listen to me right now. And I hope it doesn't offend you, but if it does, then just, just listen to me. It's from hell. The whole Obamacare system, I, you guys are thinking, what in the heck? What kind of church did I come into? I'm telling you this by the spirit of God. It's from hell. Do you know why? Because they use your tax credits to give you free insurance. And you know what ends up driving? You realize this, the less money that I make, the more benefits that I get. And now it comes to the end of the year, and you've already logged that you're going to make X amount of dollars. But now prosperity starts coming. You're saying, wait, I I can't make that much money because if I do, I'm going to be penalized by the government. I'm going to have to pay a bunch of money back. I'm going to get into trouble. And it's a system that actually keeps people from wanting to be blessed. It's from hell. Me and my wife, we didn't know any of this. When we first got married, we were, you know, we had it and our income and, and, oh, great, no problem. And the Lord told me, get out of this. Why? You need to be free so you can prosper. You've got to get to the point where you don't depend on any man. No government is your provider. El Shaddai is my provider. Come on, say El Shaddai is my provider. No person is your provider. El Shaddai is your provision. I'm going to trust the Lord. You know, it's so corrupt. You start asking young girls in this day and age, what do you, do? What do you want to do when you grow up? I want to have babies. What do you mean? Because they realize they can have babies with men they're not married to and receive free benefits from the government. That you'll actually, they think I can make more money not being married. I can get free food, free cell phone, free living, all of this stuff, not being married. That's from hell. And you're forfeiting treasure from heaven. Oh, my gosh. By living in that system, oh, what, you may get, I mean, they keep boosting it up, $3,000 a month. You think El Shaddai is going to give you $3,000 a month? Well, I don't want to get a job. If I get a job, I'll lose my disability. Come on, guys. What did men do 100 years ago when there was no disability? Work, work. Worked. Yep. Come on. And you know what? I actually had this thought. I was like, people are like, oh, I can't do that. I, I, I've talked to people. And listen, if that's you, I'm not, I'm not shaming you. I'm just trying to challenge you a little bit. Amen? Amen. Oh, I can't work. This happened to me, that happened to me. I'm like, you realize we live in 2023, right? You realize Stephen Hawking was a multimillionaire? (laughs) Paralyzed from the eyeballs down? You can't find something to do in 2020. Like the the internet, you know, sales, cold calls, like there's nothing that you can do. But it's ultimately, I don't want to work because if I work, I'm going to lose this little bit that the government's giving me. And you stay in that system, you'll stay poor your entire life. Are y'all with me? Some of y'all look like you're falling asleep. Where else can you go, Angelina, that's going to tell you this stuff? This is wisdom from the Holy Ghost to break you out of that system. You've got to cut, you've got to come to a point where you cut all those ties and you step out of the boat on the word of God and say, you know what? I'm not going to depend on that. I'm not going to depend on the free insurance. I'm not going to depend on food stamps. I'm not going to depend on all of these things. I'm going to stand on the word of God and use my faith and begin to possess the promises of God. I'm going to enter into the realms of El Shaddai as my provider. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. You saw this whole push. People were getting $5,000 a month from the government during the lockdowns for stimulus and unemployment. If you got filed on unemployment, they like doubled unemployment. And some people were making like five grand a month on unemployment during during the lockdowns. And you know what it actually drove? People to not want to get jobs. Why go get a job when I can make five grand doing nothing? Why is five grand the ceiling of your life? Are you kidding me? You are connected to the most high God. He says he owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He says that all the silver and gold belong to the Lord. You're connected to El Shaddai, the God of abundant provision, and your highest dream is $5,000? What are you going to do with $5,000 in life besides struggle? Besides struggle your entire life? How are you going to shake a city with $5,000? $5,000? The Bible says a righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. That's the second generation. How are you going to leave an inheritance to your children's children with $5,000? And they realized, you saw all this stuff, and what was it? It was pushing people to government dependency. We depend on them. And guess what? Once they depend on you, they realize this. This ties back with the American Constitution. They realize we have no right to take their rights away from them. But if we can get people into fear, we won't have to take away their rights. They'll hand over their rights for free. You understand? They'll hand over their, we won't have to take it from them. We'll just put some ridiculous false stuff on the news and they'll just hand it right to us. We won't even have to do anything. Not us in Jesus' name. Not you in Jesus' name. Even if you say, well, I messed up, I compromised. Thank God that his mercies are new every single day. And the Lord's brought you here today because though you may have been deceived by the devil, today is a day where the Lord writes a new chapter for your life. You're deceived no more in Jesus' name. Today, God's lifting the ceiling off of your house so that you can prosper in Jesus' name, so that you can possess the land in Jesus' name. Are you with me? Hallelujah. They said, stop teaching people about prosperity. I don't know about you, but 2020 was the most prosperous year for me in my entire life. Guess what happened in 2021? More prosperous than 2020. Guess what's happened in 2022? More prosperous than 2021. Because we got a hold of, you know, I told you that we started this church in January. Started it. In the natural, January 2020 was not a great time to start a church. Are you with me? If you just like... If you could see everything from the bird's eye view and pick the ideal time to do something, that wasn't the most ideal time in the natural. Are you with me? But, but yet God had us start a church. Yeah. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, I heard it. You know, everything was against us. We had every voice from the group we were coming from. You can't afford it. You can't start that church, you'd never be able to pay the bills. You would not never be able to keep the lights on. This was in 2019 in Donald Trump's roaring economy when they were telling us this jump. Now you're getting in 2020 and everyone's taking loans from the bank and, and we are starting out. In fact, we didn't have a chance to lay this type of foundation in our church, so we had half of our members go mask up and double vax at home. So it's like, boom, we started church, we got nothing, Half of the people leave. What, your confession now, what you believe is attested. Yep. We could have walked around. People were to ask. I, I, I traveled to meetings. I just got back from Florida last week. People ask me all the time, how's the church doing? Blessed in Jesus' name. Thriving. In, we're going forward in Jesus' name. Yes. We're taking new ground in Jesus' name. Yes. Never at one time in 2020 somebody asked me, how's your church doing? Well, you know how it is. Struggling. It rose up. I remember I got invited to preach in Idaho in 2020. First time I ever got an invitation to travel and preach somewhere. I was in the church praying in the Lord. I've, I've shared this with you many times. The Lord put it in my spirit. Psalms 1:3. Those that delight in the law of the Lord and meditate on his word day and night shall be like a tree planted along the riverbank. Their, their leaves will never wither. They'll prosper in all that they do. Say Prosper. They'll bear fruit in each season. That's the, the, the part I left out. How did I leave that out? I named my daughter after Psalms one <laughs> Their leaves will never wither. They'll bear fruit in each season, and they'll prosper in everything. Say each season. I remember I was in that church in Idaho, and the Lord spoke to me and said, Is this the season, John? I said, Well, yeah, Lord, this is the season. Then you're to prosper. Don't let that stupid, negative, unbelieving confession come out of your mouth. I don't care what's going on in the government. I don't care what everyone else is saying. I don't care what excuse everyone else has. Don't let it come out of your mouth. You believe that I'll make you prosper this year in Jesus' name. You won't only have just enough, you'll have more than enough in the name of Jesus. You won't only be, you won't scrape by and be behind on bills, you'll have enough to pay your bills and plenty left over to live, to give, to invest, to expand, To take new ground in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In fact, at that time, we had an actual full-time, another employee, staff member. I didn't let him go, well, you know, we're preparing for the worst, so why don't you just go do something else? We paid him. Believe God. I will not struggle in Jesus' name. I will prosper in the name of Jesus according to the word of the Lord. 2020, and God blessed us, 2021 rolled around. And then the Lord showed me in John chapter 15, every branch that abides in me, I prune so that it produces more fruit. Say more fruit. fruit. So the Lord put it in my spirit. Not only are you to produce fruit in each season, you're supposed to produce more fruit progressively in every season you advance into. So the Lord gave me this from the word. Every year I'm going up in Jesus' name. To glory to glory, strength to strength, victory to victory. I'm financially going up this year in Jesus' name. Have you decided that? Are you coasting? Well, we'll just, no, this year... This year, by the blessing of God, I'm going forward in the name of Jesus. I will. When I get to the end of 2023, I will see the increase of the Lord on my life. I will see the hand of God has been at work in my life. And that I didn't just stay the same. He pruned me to produce more fruit in me. And through me to bring great glory to my Father in the name of Jesus. That revelation, guess what? It caused us in 2021 to go forward. 2022, go forward. Hallelujah. Are y'all with me? That's why I don't apologize. Well, we don't like that church. They take up offerings. They teach on that prosperity stuff. You're literally in allegiance with the devil, whether you know it or not. That's the devil from hell talking through you. That once you poor and once America sunk and America destroyed. And that was the whole thing. As I'm getting to prosperity, it breaks you out from that system. It breaks you out of Egypt, and it ties you into God. He transferred me from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, where now I don't live by the Egyptian world system. I live by the blessing of God. It doesn't matter what the economy is doing. I'll be blessed in Jesus' name. I'll be blessed in my coming. I'll be blessed in my going. I'll be blessed in the city. I'll be blessed in the field. My house will be blessed. The Lord will bring it in from the north, south, east, and west. You've got to get this in your spirit. Hallelujah. You all with me this morning? Is this helping anyone this morning? Let's get everybody dependent on the government. And then there's an old saying, you won't bite the hand that feeds you. Are you with me? I mean, Brother Tristan over here, man, I'm telling you, I I was going to call you up and I'll just give it to you right now. The Lord, when you preached Wednesday night, I'm going to tell you, he's a man of God. People look for the show. and I look for what do you actually do when you're pushed. Oh, we believe all this stuff, amen. And then there's men that have been in the ministry 30, 40 years, fold like lawn chairs. The first time in their generation that any pressure is put on them. The first time that it's your chance to stand for the gospel in your day. Oh no, we'll fold. You don't believe. You don't believe. Faith without action is not faith, the Bible says, because true faith produces corresponding action. If there's not corresponding action, then it's not faith. Are you with me? Brother Tristan lost his job. Let me tell you, the devil doesn't know what to do with people like that. Mask up or you're fired. See you later. The Lord will provide. Did God provide for you? Did God bless you, man? The Lord and the Lord put it in my spirit while I was in Tampa, and it's just a simple word. You will not believe what God's going to do through your life. That's right. Where God's taking you is so much more than where you're at right now. Hallelujah! It's you won't believe what God's going to do through you. I just heard, it was so clear in my spirit. It's like I saw his face, and the Lord said, I'm going to bless that man. I'm going to make that man an example of my blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, God's opening up so many things. Not only will you be used in ministry, he's going to give you multiple businesses. Not just one, multiple, multiple businesses. He's going to anoint you. There's an anointing. Deuteronomy 8.18. An anointing, uh, the Spirit of the Lord will anoint you to create wealth. I'll give this word to you right now. I told you all, guys, my notes, I I stood up here and said, I don't know what's going to happen, Lord. Because I have all these just random verses that I had no idea how they're going to tie together, but they were in my spirit. So if you see me searching, it's because I have like five pages of random stuff that I'm like, where was that? hallelujah hallelujah are you guys with me look at I believe it's in Exodus 31. I'm going to give you this word, brother. Anybody getting something out of this? Well, at least it wasn't boring, right? Would you rather be our father who art in heaven? Look. I'm not mocking the word of God obviously but you know what I mean just get up here and do the religious show for you. Guys, I'm telling you that there's it's the next 3 years. If you will grab a whole I'll keep preaching this all year. My whole vision it's in my spirit. If you ask me John, what do you want to preach about next week? Taking ground. Taking cuz this is the hour of the church. This I've been listening to men of God, whether you listen to Dr. Rodney, whether you listen to Mario Murillo. Anybody ever heard of Mario Murillo? Doing huge crusades, I mean, in California. Thousands and thousands. The place where they say it's lost, it's gone. Thousands showing up. 4,500 people showing up in the freezing cold. Testimonies, drug dealers running up, I mean mega drug dealers, running running up, throwing their, their pot leaves, throwing their drugs on the altar, saying, I need Jesus. People getting healed, people getting delivered, people getting set free, but I'm talking real miracles. And he said something, I was listening to him yesterday, and he said, the greatest harvest America has ever seen is it's, it's not just in the future. It's right now. We're in it right now. It's here right now. Then it's just going to increase, and we'll step into it more over the next three years. But right now, we're in it. We're in it. People are hungry. People want the gospel. What do you think we're just doing like we did an outreach this Saturday? We're doing another outreach. Now we've added prayer every single day at our church, and we're going to send out soul winners every day, Monday through Friday. Because I believe that word from the Lord. We're not here just to play church. We're here for the harvest of souls. We're here for God's one last push before the second coming of Jesus Christ. Nothing else matters. Nothing else will hold eternal value than souls. Say souls. Souls, 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 souls. If you'll get with God, watch how he'll accelerate you in order for you to fulfill your part in what's happening in the earth right now. Hallelujah. Run, run, run. Take what's in your hand and get moving. Who was here last Sunday? That Moses was crying out to the Lord and the Lord said, why are you crying out to me? Take what's in your hand and tell the people to get moving. That's what the word of the Lord is for this hour. Lord, give us revival. Take the word and go have revival. Go preach. Go get people together and preach Jesus and win people to the Lord and watch what I'll do. For the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Man, that was weak. That was a good place for you to give the Lord a shout of praise. We're going to build a strong church in, a, in the religious capital of America. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Ghost and fire. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People that have counted the cost to follow Jesus. They're, that's what I'm trying to get to, you guys. It's not, if you're still the Christian just trying to decide if you're going to show up to Sunday morning church or not, like you're going to be left in the dust. That, you've got to move so much further past that. You've got to go all in for the gospel. Say all in. All in, all in for the gospel. Yeah. Everything. Seek first the kingdom of heaven above all things and live righteously. And I'll give you everything that you need, Jesus said. Hallelujah. God's raising up in this hour multi-multi-millionaires in the body of Christ. You better listen to me. He's raising up multi-multi-millionaires in the body of Christ to fund the end-time harvest of souls. I'm going to give you this word, and then I'll get back to that point. The Lord put this on in my spirit, Tristan. Exodus 31. Look, I have specifically chosen Basilel and Uri. If I butchered that, I'm sorry. Grandson of Hurt. Of the tribe of Judah. So like God's building his temple and and he's choosing craftsmen to build his temple. Hallelujah. He's choosing men. He's anointing men to build his house. I have filled them with the spirit of God, giving them great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman. Expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. Say a master craftsman. So when the Lord, when it came time for different things to be built, the Lord, it says, he filled him with the spirit of God. What is that? That's the anointing. The spirit of the Lord, Luke chapter 4, is upon me for he has anointed me. What does it mean to be anointed? The spirit of the Lord is upon you. He's filled you. He's come on you. The Lord anointed this man to build his house. So, Guys, my point is the anointing. It's not just to preach. It's not just to stand behind this pulpit. There's actually an anointing that will come on you in business realms. There's an anointing that will come on you that will make you an expert in your field. That will set you high above in your field. That will cause you to be blessed. That will cause you to prosper. That will cause you to rise above every competitor around you. The anointing of the Lord. Deuteronomy 8.18, the Lord gives you the power to create wealth. And the Lord told me he's anointing you. He's going to give you wisdom. You're going to become an expert. The way that the anointing came on them and they made them expert craftsmen, the Lord's going to make you an expert in many fields. You're going to know so much real estate, real estate in Jesus' name. The Lord's going to show you real estate. The Lord's going to literally have like just multiple streams, and it's coming sooner than you think. I'm not just trying to give you a hype word, feel good. I'm telling you the word of the Lord that he spoke to my spirit. He's going to anoint you to build his house in Jesus' name. The Lord showed me. He won't believe what I'm going to do through him. He won't believe it. You'll have multiple lanes that produce at the million-dollar level. Not one, multiple lanes. You could sit somebody down and teach them, if you want to make a million dollars this way, I can show you how. If you want to make a million dollars this way, I can show you how to do it. Is that word too big for this church? Hallelujah. And why is that? Because you were faithful. You stood. when no, You were willing to do what no one else was willing to do. So the Lord said, I'll take you where no one else has ever been. Hallelujah. There's a reward for those that diligently seek after God. And I'm not saying no, you may be, well about me, Pastor John. Look, I'm not saying the Lord isn't speaking it over you. I just saw him first. <laughs> you've crossed you've crossed a level where the Lord can trust you with some things. You've, you've broken that sin. Th- the the, the I know that people, you know, in America, we just teach you're all going to sin every day, right? You're all just going to sin. You're all just going to struggle. No, like there's things you can do to master your flesh. Where that women having an affair, it's, it's, it's mastered. You can get to a point where that's mastered in your life. You've learned to master that where it's for the rest of your life. You, you'll never deter down that path. Addiction, you'll never deter. Alcohol, you'll never deter down that path. You've been faithful with God and even you're giving when you had nothing. When you had no job, you gave. There were times in the you were you were giving when people that were making tons of money weren't giving anything. You were giving when you were making nothing. In faith. And you think, well, God just sees all everybody and gives us all the same thing. No, He does not. God's not a socialist. One multiplied the talents five times over, they got ten cities. One did it two, they got five cities. One did nothing, they got nothing. In fact, he took from them and gave it to the one that was faithful. Those who were faithful with little, even more, will be given in the name of Jesus. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you crossed over somewhere into something with the Lord. Expect it this year in Jesus' name. I'm telling you right now, ex- you need to be expecting. If you'll set your faith and put the work in, because God's going to tell you certain things to do, you need to move in radical faith, you will watch your finances double this year. You'll get to the end of 2023 and say, literally, it's, it's went double. And then when the Lord shows you how to do that, you'll be able to just boop, double, 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 double. I say it. Thus saith the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 10, 19. A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Thanks. People wouldn't believe that that's in the Bible, would they? Money answers all things. God hates money. How many of you know the money's the root of all evil? Somebody raised their hand. I'm not giving you a hard time. The Bible actually says the love of money is the root of all evil. So look at that contrast. Money answers all things, but yet it can be used as unrighteous mammon that sin. But whenever it's put in the hands, the wealth put in the hands of a righteous man, the city rejoiceth. Money answers all things. The next few minutes, I'll I'll get into a little bit. I just, I don't know how much I'm going to get into this. But God in this, in these next few years, he is, he's raising up people. King, the way that we just read in Exodus 31 he anointed them to build his house the anointing of God to create wealth, Deuteronomy 8.18 it's coming on people to build his house to fund the end time harvest in Jesus name why? because it's very simple money answers all things say all things I give you an example of this yesterday I throw up those pictures of the outreach You know, we don't have a video, right? Okay. You can't really tell, but guys, I mean, if you were alive and looking around yesterday around this area, you saw it was like monsoon. I wake up in the morning, and, you know, I did the spiritual thing. John, you should have just rebuked the rain. Okay? I did rebuke the rain. All right? But I also said, you know what? I'm just going to, just in case, right, you're not operating in faith, John. This is just what the Lord told me to do. Let's just eliminate all problems. The morning of, you know, we've invested, we, we, we did 30 food boxes this time. We got bicycles. Some of you guys responded. You gave. We got bicycles to give away. A couple thousand dollars spent on this outreach to win souls. And it was funny because the morning of, what a lot of people would have done when they walk outside and see that is what? Oh, we'll cancel. We'll reschedule. But money answers all things. And so I, I, I gave a call to my mom. She's kind of our designated secretary. I said, I want you to call. I don't care who you have to call. Call everywhere and find me a canopy. $300. The dude came, set the canopy up. $350. In 30 minutes, put the canopy up took the canopy down. I know it's a small thing, but the Lord just put this in my spirit. The, the Bible's clear. There's not one problem. that you, Other than sin, you know, money can't fix your marriage. Money can't fix your, 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 your soul. Money can't save you. Obviously, listen to me and what I'm saying, but that there's so many things that people limit themselves from doing because of money. When you need to realize money answers all things. We don't have to shut our outreach down. Actually, because of prosperity, we can just throw another $350 and have it set up, have it tore down. Are you with me? Say, money answers all things. things. This is why God needs the church to break into the realm of prosperity. You know, you hear excuses all the time. Say, money answers all things. Well, money's evil, not in the hands of a righteous person used for kingdom purposes. When we got ready to go to Tampa, who's ever traveled with children under the age of five? It's hard. Are you with me? My wife, she was going to stay home. And... She's like, look, because we have a baby, I'm pumping, you know, I'm going to be in and out of the service. But money answers all things. So I could have done what the average Christian does, find any excuse. We could have found any excuse to just not make it happen. But instead of that, what did we do? You know what? Instead of just not going and shutting, money answers all things. So how about this? Why don't we just... Use the resource of God. Use the mind of God and figure out a simple solution. Let's hire a nanny. Let's buy her a plane ticket. Let's upgrade our vehicle to get a little bit bigger. Let's make sure we have a house that's big enough. And let's pay this person to watch our kids so that we can go and get in the river in the anointing of God. I think it's just as simple as that type of thought process. But how many Christians would you know that are just looking for, excuse- I can't do this. I don't have the money. I wrote a book this last year. There's a lot of people that maybe they have something like that in their spirit. I don't have, it costs several thousand dollars to publish a book. Yeah, so believe for several thousand dollars and publish the book. I can't do it. I don't have the money. And you'll never, you never will with that mindset. We must step into wealth in order to carry out the promises of God. Are you with me? Are you with me? Hallelujah. 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 Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The number one thing that, h- that hinders the church from taking territory, I didn't even get into this part of my service, is money. The church has to spend. I'm not saying this church, the church, the average church has to spend years and years and years trying to get the people on board to accomplish a very simple thing. You know, I got. We started. I don't know. I need to ask my intern how successful it was. But God put it in my spirit to start something called Operation 1423. Yesterday we went out one souls. This morning we sent a team out to go sweep the neighborhood. It comes from Luke fourteen twenty three. Go into the highways and byways and compel them to come. Go sweep the neighborhood where we just sowed the word of God and let's get people into the house of God. So what we did with Godtow. We have many people from Godtow. We're going back this Saturday. We're going to try to win more souls, get them plugged into the house of God, and watch the Lord use them to help us shake this county. But I have it in my heart. We have one van. I'm just. Sh- can I just dream with you for a moment here? We have one van. Our intern right now, he's running. He goes one place, drops a load, another place, going all over these places. We go do these outreach reaches, and then we follow up Sundays and Wednesdays and bring people in from the city into the church. And the Lord told me this week, he said, I want you to believe for two more vans. And he said, this is what you'll do. As you're doing outreaches, you'll have three vans. Operation 1423, you can get three teams assigned to three vans. You can go into that neighborhood where the word's been preached, and you can have three different teams going at one time into three different places and begin to fill the house up. He said, go into the highways and byways until the house is full in Luke 1423. Now I'm going to tell you why the church must step into wealth. Because the average church... The the Lord would give a vision like that. We need to reach our city, and we need to reach it fast. Go quickly, he says in Luke 14, 23. We don't have time for five years, ten years. We don't have time to just scrape by and pay the electric bill, and then maybe as we slowly grow, we can do some more things. God is anointing people to build his house. There's a day coming where people will be able instead of having to, well, let's put a thermometer up. And let's take the next six months doing special offerings so we can fill that thermometer up. God's anointing people, anointing them with the power to create wealth. That we can cast out vision and say, we need 30 grand to buy vans. And in one service and one offering, here you go, here it is. Boom. And we can reach our city. We can grow. We can expand. Can you imagine? It's in my heart. I want to buy that Kmart building in Lufkin and turn it into a church. I've had it in my spirit for years. Can you imagine God raising up people in business? Say you buy the building and you have to remodel it. Say it's going to cost $8 million. Uh, uh, crazy. God's, mark my words, God's raising up people where we won't have to sit here and try to get people on board. They understand the reason that they're on this earth. They understand the anointing that's, been on, that's come on them and why it's come on them. And one offering, oh, we need $8 million, no problem, here you go. Taking ground, taking nations, taking states, taking cities, seeing revival in the United States of America. I love being at, guys, and this is happening. Dr. Rodney Brown, he's raising up 300 multimillionaires. He already has two people under 40 years old. They, They started out as students in his school a few years ago. With less than $500 in the bank, he let two of them stand up and testify. One of them last year uh, increased their account to $80 million. Another one started a business that just got evaluated last year for $100 million. 30-year-olds, late 20-year-olds. It's amazing watching what God's doing. You know, they build this place. They need to buy 3,000 chairs you don't have, well, let's take up a special offering. Literally, these men are hungry. These, these 29, 30 year old steps up and says, Oh, it's going to cost 90 grand for chairs? No problem. Here's a check for chairs. Come on. Come on. Let's go. They were able to up, renovate their building for what's coming. It's amazing. And, and spend $11.6 million. This is all for the kingdom. This isn't just to have a nice building. You've got to understand what God's doing in the earth right now. They were able to do it in five months and pay cash for it with no loan from a bank. Because God's raising up people and anointing them with the power to create wealth for the end time harvest. Can you say amen? Come on, can you say a better amen? I believe. God's having him raise up 300 evangelists, 300 pastors. We, I believe we're one of the pastors. I believe we're one of the churches connected with that, and I believe that we'll share in that grace, and God will do it here in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. People got to get hungry for souls. Well, I can't preach. I can't treat. Maybe God's anointed you to create wealth. Maybe God's called you to come behind a preacher instead of waiting to be asked, what if you came and said, oh, if it's going to cost 30 grand to get the word on, on the radio or on, on television in the state of Texas, here you go. No offering needed. I'll supply it. Can you imagine that? He's coming back soon. He's coming back soon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just lift your hands and take about 15 seconds. I want you to just cry out to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that we'll run. Every one of us will run with the wind in our back this year in Jesus' name. We're not going to be run, tied down. We're not going to be run running, oh, trying to do this, trying to do that. No, Lord, you are the God. More than enough, you are El Shaddai. El Shaddai. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For anyone that will take that word and stop waiting, but begin to violently take ground by force, take what's in your hand and get moving, the Lord will accelerate you hallelujah hallelujah come on just give jesus one more shout of praise i have a big event lord bless them for being hearers of the word in jesus name if you would like to sow a seed or partner with this work that the lord is doing Check out the description of this podcast or go to www.rhctx.com forward slash give. You can find all the ways to give on that page. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Until next time, this is John Wallace.